to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're here to talk all things Lady Aguilas. We're going to be recapping the 2-1 win against FC Juarez. And we're going to be previewing the upcoming match against Mazatlan and probably a return of an old friend against Las Aguilas de la America. But to help me out and talk even much more Lady Aguilas is none other than my co-host for tonight. It is Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how's Brooklyn? Uh, Brooklyn's pretty good. Um, Pretty cool outside. You know, went outside for some driving, got some tacos de biblia. So all I'm having a pretty good Thursday. All right, not bad. Not a bad way to start off the show with some tacos de birria. Although, AJ, before we get started, I know that there's a couple of people that are going to be tuning in and going to want us to talk a little bit more about the men's and what's going on in regards to the COVID situation. So I just briefly want to address it because, of course, this is an episode all in regards to Ladies Aguilas. We'll have more in to discuss about the men's and all the situations surrounding them in uh, Tuesday's episode. So if you guys want more information on that, make sure you guys tune in next week on Tuesday as we're going to be giving you guys more details in regards to the canceled game and the upcoming matches for America on the men's side of things. But quickly, briefly, obviously the the match this weekend against FC Juarez has been postponed for February 3rd. And uh, it's still yet to be clear as to whether or not America is going to have a game against Santos the following weekend. We'll have to see how COVID tests go throughout the week. Uh, three players are, are are out already due to this COVID situation. That is Guillermo Ochoa, Richard Sanchez, um, and the other one is, of course, uh, who am I missing? Nicolas Benedetti. There you go. All right. Um, so that is just kind of a quick update that we want to give you guys. Uh, we'll have much more news, much more details in next week's episode on Tuesday. So if you guys want to tune in for that, make sure you guys do. But for now, we're going to talk all things Lady Aguilas uh, and AJ. What better way to start off than to talk about the game that was against FC Juarez, a game that we here thought that was going to be a much easier game than it actually panned out to be. America only walks away with three points after a 2-1 victory. A miraculous goal from Eva Gonzalez seals FC Juarez's fate in Coapa and make sure that we walk away with all three points. AJ, just give me a quick breakdown and a quick run through of what you were feeling throughout the game and after the game, because I want to make sure that overall the keyword is going to be frustration. Yeah, no, no doubt about just seeing like the first half. I was just worried. It was one, one at, at halftime. We first scored in the 23rd minute. Thanks to, and don't go from FC Juarez, which gave us the lead, which I thought we were going to score more. That wasn't really the case. 43rd minute, FC Juarez's Atzimba Casas just walked through America's defense, scored a goal. Acuna could have done a better job in trying to save it. So we ended up going 1-1 at the half. Then in the second half, it's just been really frustrating. America really seemed lost and unsure what to do. And so we made a substitution. In the 60th minute mark, where Jeremy Munoz was taken out for Eva Gonzalez. 86th minute, Danny Flo gives the ball to Eva Gonzalez. She launches the ball from 30 meters out wide and scores a goal. That also gave America the lead and the win at the very end of the day. But just after the match, I wasn't really satisfied with the result. It 
was more closer than it needed to be. And just overall, was just really frustrating just to watch um, the ladies play. Yeah, like, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I was watching the whole game and, and that I'm going to be able to analyze this perfectly speaking. That's going to be more on your as, uh, on your side of things because, unfortunately, I was at work. But from the little bit of I was able to capture and from everything that I was seeing on Twitter and talking to you during and after the game, it seems like overall it was just a frustrating match in general, whether it was from kickoff all the way to the last minute, you mentioned it, AJ, the game was too close for anyone's liking, um, especially on America Feminine side that again, at home against this side, if you put both squads on paper, America Feminine should be walking away with a three nil victory nine times out of 10. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, the fact that this wasn't the case, I think is what's the most frustrating thing about it. And, now we're on this kind of slump where it's two weeks in a row that the ladies have now underperformed for what uh, for what we know that they're capable of. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of rotations in this squad yet again, AJ. We had a new goalkeeper start, Natalia Acuna. Of course, unfortunately, Renata Masciarelli dislocated her shoulder during practice. No JD, which uh, Coyar hinted to afterwards, may still be injured. Questions surrounding her and what's going on in that aspect. But you had, a, you had a change there. You had a change again in the midfield. The structure, again, up top with, uh, with, uh, with Danny now having a new partner. Um, I, I don't know. What do you want to start off, AJ? Should we build from the back going up, or should we just start from the, the, the front and work our way back? I'd say we'd start from the front. Okay. So talk to me about that striker partnership. Did you think that it had promising glimpses, or do you think that just it, it wasn't the right move? Like, you see, you have an experienced forward in Daniela Espinosa. Then you had a newcomer in Fernanda Pina, who's, make, who's got herself back into the professional game, which is great to see, but it's her first game. I feel we couldn't be too harsh on her. She did have some opportunities where she could have got herself maybe a goal to. I mean, she only really had one shot throughout this entire game. And when you look at Daniela Espinosa as well, she only had one shot. So it just wasn't good to be going. I don't know whether something was not clicking between the two whether they were just more bold dominant than want to create a play. I don't know. It just feel like it was never working. And then when you hear that, that stat that these two together only combined for two shots, that's pretty worrisome, especially for someone of Daniela Espinosa's caliber, who every America feminine fan and everyone in the league knows that she is a deadly goal scorer and can shoot the ball a lot. But in this game, it just feel like it was not her day. Just a one shot. And for now, Pina, I get props to her. She did have some opportunities, like I said, where she could have gotten herself um, more than just one shot or maybe a goal. Just, you know, it's first game jitters. I'm going to game yourself back into at a professional level, but I feel like these two it didn't work out so well. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it, it just, it was a lot to bank on. And I get it. It's against FC Juarez. No discredit to them because they definitely put up a really good fight and they showed us that they should definitely, uh, you know, be someone to be kind of keeping an eye out. But I don't know. It just, you think that with the caliber of talent that these ladies have, that there's more than a capability of them to go out there and score some goals. Like you mentioned, AJ, and I think that was the most frustrating part about it before Eva's goal and we were talking when we thought it was going to be a 1-1 result. Before Eva's goal, we said the most frustrating thing about this is that we didn't even score our own goal. It was a kind of just mistake that happens at the back. It's an own goal. I mean, we take it, of course. But 
can we really build off of that? And no, I, I don't, I don't really think you can. I don't think that you just, you just got lucky in that situation is what I'm trying to say. And the fact that you weren't able to create anything else before that ever go, that's the big worrisome sign. Yeah, no, I'm on. We had so many corners into this game. We had a, we had players just having strikes after strikes in total in this entire match. We had 13 shots with four of them being on target. We scored the two, as we mentioned. It was just one that was essentially based off of Esquire's mistake, which I want to say the way they concede that, it's really unfortunate. I feel like in my opinion, we should have not scored that. But a goal is a goal, but it just makes it more frustrating when you have players like Daniel Espinosa. You had Jem Munoz. You had... Monica Rodriguez, Cascuevas, Ponce Hernandez, we were unable to do really anything with our corners, with our corners and crosses. There was moments when we did have a corner kick when Daniel was to take it. She was sending the ball way further than we we're supposed to. I'm just like, what's going on? I feel like maybe who knows? If no one didn't catch her in the game, Daniel Sinosa, she was not wearing the captain's armband that game, which was the first time she has not worn it ever since she's been named captain last season. Monza Hernandez had that instead. And I don't know whether that had an impact on her some, but just it's just confusing like how players that we had on paper, you're thinking we should be steamrolling FC Quads. No discredit to them. They did a really good job in frustrating this America side. But you're thinking we should be able to nab two or three goals by half and then maybe in the second, maybe get another goal. So it wasn't the case. It just seemed like we were lost throughout the entire time. We keep trying the same thing over and over and over again, and it clearly wasn't working. We had to change something, and we realized the corners aren't working. Let's try something else, a through ball, ground passes only. No, we just continue going with the same old plan again that makes us so predictable, in which many people have said last season, I make a fantasy like they don't have a real play style. It's just do um do a corner, see if someone can have the ball. If not, well, try again and see if, if it can work. And we don't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again until it finally happens. But sometimes that plan is clearly not going to work out after 10-something corners. Try something different. It's not going to hurt. Yeah, no, I I agree with you there. And we'll talk a little bit more about game plan and style and identity a little bit later on when we're uh, getting closer to the end of this recap. Uh, But you mentioned the midfield. And on paper, this was a midfield that you said, wow, this has potential to be something special. This has potential to really, really have an impact. But... I felt that no one really stepped up to the plate in this one. Um, not Monse, not Cas, like you mentioned. And I think that we'll we'll have more to say on her in just a second. Jen hasn't been the same Jen since injuries. Um, and then this newcomer, who was playing on the right hand side, AJ? Um, it was Mara Pelayo. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's a lot to ask for a newcomer, but. Again, didn't really fulfill the expectations that I think we all wanted to in this match. But, you know, that's the most worrisome thing about this, AJ. And then a lot of people are maybe throwing the um, uh, a little bit of a conspiracy theory out there. Or they're, they're starting to think that maybe these girls aren't 100% focused on their job which is going out there and playing playing soccer. I think the I think the 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 two people mentioned it and said that you know some people were kind of criticizing these ladies that you know there's too much TikToks going on rather than in the football being displayed out on the pitch. I think those people are wrong AJ. 
I think that those people maybe are jumping to conclusions because I don't think that these ladies don't understand what they're doing. It's not like they don't go out there and actually try. This is their job. This is literally their paycheck. So I'm sure that they want to get paid. So uh, I, I have I have no doubt that these ladies care about the institution, that they care about where they're at. And I think what they do outside of the club is on them. You know, there's a thing called balance. You know, I think, and I think most of these ladies handle it very well. You balance your work life, you balance your outside life, right? If they're doing TikToks outside of work, that's fine because they probably just ended up doing running four miles at practice and doing all these drills and all that stuff. So I don't really think that those criticisms are doing any justice. I think the real kind of reason as why we don't see these ladies fulfill maybe uh, the potential that we know that they have is due to the play style. And this midfield is a perfect example, AJ, of what I'm trying to convey. Yeah, no. When you go out there, I'm sorry to cut you off. When When we see these ladies go out there, they look lost. They, they, they look like they don't have a sense of what am I playing for? Like, I understand this is my position and I understand my role. I just don't understand exactly what I'm doing here. And I think that has to fall on Koya because I don't think he's implementing something very strategic where he's saying, all right, I need you to make a run. I need you to sit back. I need to, you to overlap. Like, I don't know. There's a sense of something's missing here. And I really do think Oyar is at the helm of it all. Yeah, no. Just watching the same constant play as years go on, there's numerous games where we're just like, we definitely should be winning this, but something's missing there. Something's wrong. No one's really doing the job they're supposed to be doing. Yes, you're in the position. You're playing the full 90 minutes, whatever minutes you can get. But it just feels like, you know, maybe they're not 100%. Maybe there's something really going on, go up, but maybe behind cameras, it's not like all rainbows and sunsets of what it seems like compared to the videos when everyone's having a good time at training. Maybe some players do have issues with the coach himself. I say with Leo Coyar, yes, he's a very experienced coach. Say what is the best out, but maybe it's that time where it's like, it's time for a change. You see Coyar constantly make changes with this lineup that makes America fans question so much, what are we really trying to do here? Why? A change that I could go, I'll be down at this point. Take Coyar out. It's done. It's time to change the system. Find someone has a completely different place. Because like, I feel like with Coyar, when you look at him on page, I feel like he just seems so relaxed and that just seemed like nothing's wrong. And, went, and every fan said, there's something wrong. You cannot tell me that with a result like this, it's three points. Yes, I get it. But if it's against a side where you feel like you should completely be dominating, it's going to get fans upset. It doesn't even help even more where every time we have a press conference or anything like that, you always see comms just saying, fuera cuayar. And that's never a good thing because I feel like at this point, American fans, they're fed up with it. And then when you're not having a place out to implement that, I feel you can have great players, but if that matter is not telling them what to do exactly, the players can do their own thing, but they're not know exactly what's the right thing to do, if you get what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. think of it as if like you're doing your own thing, but that's not what the players want you to do. They want you to set a play up for the other players, not just for yourself. They can get angry at them, and then at that point, there can be some kind of miscommunication in the field where players are going to start getting angry with one another. Maybe battle heads between against each other, and that's not good. But I feel like with some whatever Queer is doing, 
I'm not liking anymore. Like that match against Atlas, that's just, it was frustrating. This game makes it more frustrating. It makes it to the point where I think American fans are just starting to worry. What are we going to do here? Like, what's the plan? Do we really need to wipe the entire squad? Which I really think we don't. We even, even Cuellar said last season in a conference, our starting eleven is completely fine. We don't need to make that many changes. But then I'm seeing changes left and right where players are playing different position. I'm, it's the same old story like, here we go again. He says one thing, but doesn't fulfill the promise exactly. And it's really frustrating. Like, every player mm-hmm. is starting to do the very best, but I felt there was no game plan ever implemented from the get-go, which is why it took so long for us to get a goal. The first goal, like I said, it was an own goal. It felt like we didn't really do much there. We were going to create a play. Just FC Quarters play had some miscommunication, unfortunately, went in. It then took a substitute, not even a four anything like that, that was on the pitch to score the goal for us to ultimately give us the win. That's a sigh of relief, but that's a sigh of relief. It's like that was really worrisome. It doesn't have to come up to the player who is from the bench to try to fulfill that job and get you the victory. It's just frustrating where it's like then just go with this player from the get-go because there's some players I'm looking at the starting line. I feel like you should just put them in for someone else who has the experience or has time. Like some of the inexperienced players, like some of them will come off the bench, do that. It's their first time in the league. You don't need to start them immediately. There's a lot of pressure for them to there's a lot of pressure for them from the get-go and just to fulfill from the start. It's just I don't understand. It's really frustrating. Like every single game, it gets more and more frustrating. I'm really hoping that's not the case. We're at the part of the season where I feel like it shouldn't be that difficult to grab three points left and right. There'll be points we're playing against like a Pumas, Rayadas, Chivas. That, those would be the example. I feel like if we're struggling this early on, it might spell it might spell disaster towards the very end, which I'm really hoping that's the case. But it's just, I don't know what's really going on with this team. And I think you're alluding to it. I think it's the perfect time if we are going to make a managerial change that this is the moment to do so. It's early on in the season that if a new manager comes in, that there's plenty of time and there's plenty of leeway in regards to the games coming up at hand, that they're going to be able to find a way to implement their style or their play and all that stuff. So I do think that, I mean, we're not saying that Coyard is all automatically going to get fired right away. I think that the club still wants him there for some reason. I don't know. Um, But again, I do think that he is definitely on the hot seat in this one, AJ. And I just want to read off a comment right here. From uh, Jerry Sanchez, Myra is a baller, but she's uh, but she's going to take some time to get adjusted to this squad. I played with her and her sister in the America Youth Team in Santa Ana, California, over ten years ago. Shout out to Jerry. Uh, shout out to Santa Ana because yes, they do have an affiliated youth team over there uh, with Club America. I remember growing up. Uh, I grew up a little bit in Anaheim. Um, that was always the buzz talking about uh, going to America, going to those to that youth team. Um, so shout out to Jerry for, uh, for playing with them and, uh, for, for, for living a little bit of that America dream, but, um, yeah, hopefully she does a, a kind of accommodate to, to the league and to the squad very much, uh, fast because she, she does look like a very promising player. Back to what we were trying to say, AJ, uh-huh. there's, there's a lot of stuff going wrong for America, but is there still a way for Kuya to make things right? Or do you think that we're in this stage where we're like, we've been here, we've done that, and he's been at the helm for how long? It's time for a change. Oh, it's one of those things I constantly think every single day. Like we said, who are we going to really get this one? Who can really take a job from where I like that and then try to do 
what he couldn't do. He's got us a title. That's amazing. But then at this point, we need chains. Like, can this next person bring us the title? Could they do better and bring us more than just one title? Because I feel like the thing is, is we got mad the first time, you know, when we got knocked out in the first round when the league first started and we're already asking for a change. We wait a couple seasons later. We want a tie. And one's like, okay, we're sticking with them. And now we're back into that cycle. We have not, we have not won anything since 2018 from the title. We're constantly making the playoffs. And we get knocked out by a team, by a team from the Regia, whether it's going to be Rayadas or Diaz, and it's frustrating. We hit semifinals every single time, but we always just get completely destroyed when it comes to the um, semifinals against a Diaz or Rayadas side. And then it, I feel like it gets to the point where it's like, it's time to change with guard. Maybe something could be the players itself. Maybe it's like, maybe he put the wrong lineup that day. Maybe that's why it didn't work. But then that's the thing itself that comes with the problem with Guiara too. You're constantly having a different lineup every single game day, whether you're switching one, two, or three players. But sometimes those switches can actually have a debt, um, a real impact on the team to the way everything flows. And it's just, it's really frustrating because we want to just have a consistent lineup that's be able to provide you with the results that you need every single game. And gain the three points, gain the goals now, but you're constantly switching them out. The flow is not going to be there. Maybe the chemistry is not going to be there. Well. Maybe some players just don't work well with each other. This is, I don't know. I think it's, it's an ongoing cycle where it's like, we're happy that we finished top four. We get into Ligue 1. We get knocked down semifinals. And then we want to then put all the blank where, which he does have some blame to put in there because some of his coaching decision is so questionable with this team, especially with the caliber of players that we have. But I think it's an ongoing cycle before. I feel like if he truly does mess up the season, it's time for him to go. Pack your bags. Thank you for everything. And we essentially start fresh with the new magic. But then it comes again. But who can take that home from Cuellar? Yeah, and I mean, it's at this point, it'd just be speculation. And I think that, you know, we're not really in the right place to say, okay, look, you know, this person should come take over and this and that. But you're right. I, I I think that things have to get better in, in order for America to progress. Uh, but the thing is, you just don't see any way of this team getting better. I mean, even with the addition of some of these injured players coming back in, do you really think it just automatically turns around and we're starting to win games left, right, and center? I don't think so. You know, because I, I, I think there's a playing style missing because you can put any player in those positions. But if they don't have a real sense of what they're playing at, then you're just really just saying, okay, I got you this far, you figure out the rest, you know? And I don't think that's the way to go about it. And that's a frustrating aspect because you're essentially the mad that the tactics and game plans from the get-go. You're going to tell your players exactly what you need to do in order to secure the, the win and the three points at the very end of the day. But when it comes to the point that your manager even does not have an idea what they're doing, the players are going to be confused too looking left and right at each other. like, all right, what are we going to do? Some might show this, like, I don't know. Or all those, like, we could try this, but if it doesn't work, it's unsure. This game against FC Juarez, we were dominant throughout the entire game when it came to stats. We had players like, um, like Maya Pelayo in her very first game. She had five, she had five shots and one, technically, it was the own goal. It could have been essentially her, her very first goal of the league, too. She showed really um, good things. Then you had a defender like Janae Farias who was having two shots as well. She was having a go at it whenever she had the whenever she had the opportunity with the ball. Monica Rodriguez, Monster Hernandez, 
players like that too. But then it's like when you then look up front in this case, you had like Danny Espinosa and Fernanda Pina. When you only combine with two shots on target, that's kind of scary. And I feel at some point, some of these shots, it's just to see if that ball can go in. And I feel like maybe some frustration was getting into them because FC Quas, I feel like they were playing mind games with them. They were frustrating them to know tomorrow and America just looked completely confused. Do they have commentators are even just saying this team looks completely lost in the second half? And they even mentioned, which really worried me, like players like Casquez and Danny Espinosa, they were nowhere to be seen in that entire game. Casquez did not have a single shot. If A, the only real thing to point out is just her passing percent, which is 92%. That's great, but when it's not coming to contribute anything to like an assist or a play or a shot on Tar, that's kind of worrisome, especially with Danny Espinosa. See how she only had one shot this entire match. And in the matter of, and then to add alone that she lost the captain's armband. Maybe that could have played, that could have had a fact in the way that she played in this game. Maybe she got completely frustrated that she just lost that captain's armband to another teammate of her own. And it's just confused to see when you're seeing other players, they're just simply doing a better job than what the star player is in the scene. But at the same time, I feel it's because we had no play style. So everyone, they had a ball and they had an open shot taken, see what, what can happen. Because at this point, they don't know what was going to work until they had that magical opportunity in the game. They're saying, this is it. We can score. And then it happens. It's a sigh of relief. But at the same time, it cannot be constantly happening over and over and over again after each or not. Because it makes America fans even more worried. Even against opponents where you feel like we should be winning, you get fans worried. It's like, can we actually secure the win, though? Can we score more than three goals against these teams or two goals? Or is it just simply going to be one goal and then we do nothing else for the rest of the game? That is the frustrating part about it. You just don't know what we're going to get from the from this team. Um, and look, I'm not to say that we aren't maybe blowing this out of proportion. It is the first opening two games of the season. We are conscious of that. But I think that these all, all of these things that we're talking about are have been maybe spilled over from last season as well. So it's not to say that we're just talking and maybe we're a little bit hesitant to, put, to press that panic button. But I think that we've been mentioning kind of the same thing over and over and over again for the past year. Talk about America Feminine and there hasn't been any changes, which which is why we keep coming back to well, maybe it's time for a change because. The longer we delay this, the longer we keep going with this, the more frustrating is going to be for us at the end. And like you mentioned, AJ, the, the goal is obviously to get to the Ligia, but it's also to win the championship. And if you ask me right now, the way we're playing, we're, we're, we're nowhere near a title contender. Nowhere near a title contender. So things have to change. Obviously, things have to change. But... Um, I mean, overall, the game was frustrating. America Feminine ended up getting the goal after a beautiful shot from Eva Gonzalez, who saves the day. Um, and, I mean, that's pretty much it. We have a couple of debuts come in. I mean, Danny Flo, Ms. Danny Flo herself comes in. Uh, was not hard to tell with her uh, blue hair, of course. Uh, she, gives a, she gives the assist, gets her first assist in a professional league. Uh, Eva Gonzalez puts the ball in the back of the net, like we just mentioned. And... Um, yeah, it's just it was not the best of showcases. And like I mentioned, AJ, we might be a little bit uh we might be a little bit too forward in, in saying that, you know, Goyat out and all this stuff, but I think our argument has some merit here and we'll see, you know, because hey, 
they might go on and win Masatan 7-0. And now we're here talking about, well, were we wrong? You know? Walk in the football where one result can simply change your views on players or coach itself. And that's the beautiful thing about this at times. Like you mentioned, like when we thrashed Nekaxa and Masatan last season, with what, 8-0, 7-0, we're like, oh my goodness. It, it, it is, we're like, every, we're going to win everything. <laughs> and then and then came playoffs, but that's, I, I don't want to talk about playoffs again because I cried that time. So it was, it was not good. It was not good at all. Um, but yeah, anything else to add on in regards to this 2-1 victory? I'm just happy for the debuts that the players did make. One person I would like to really point out is Maya Pelayo. She really did impress me. There was a gift I recorded at one point again where she was doing some step overs and then proceeded to do a turn on just to fake a player. I really enjoyed that. And for her, she, I see she was like the stand. She was one of the standout players in the lineup. She did. She also promises to why we signed her in the first place, and it's looking really good. That I only hope for her to continue that good streak of what she's been doing. Oh, she can have her first goal as soon as possible in this season and get many more assists. And she's probably starting to be the right midfielder or right winger that America Feminine needed. And not to and to add along as well, we had Diana Garcia, who's also been providing really good plays at times as a right winger. And like you said, if we keep these things up, maybe we could finally see something change with the play style that America has, or we can actually find a play style this season. Like we mentioned. It's only two games in the season so far. Only time will tell see how everything else will go. Time will tell, and time will either be our best friend or our worst enemy, AJ. But again, it's up to uh, it, it's just up to uh, up for the rest of the season to be seen whether or not that is the case. But yes, again, America ends up winning two one against Juarez, and uh, yeah, that n- n- nothing really much to say after that. Just a little bit uh, concerning in all aspects, but. You know, three points is three points, and maybe uh, at the end of the season we won't even remember about this because we're lifting the trophy, AJ. I would love, I would love that, please. And then the next thing you know, I'd say to Coyer, "Now nah, you're the best coach ever I've ever seen." I'll get that throw back, please. <laughs> like I mentioned, football uh, football fans have the shortest term memory in the world, and uh, <laughs> we'll see whether or not that comes to fruition for Leo Coyer in his favor. But um, all right, AJ. We got a couple of news to talk about in regards to Coapa. Some COVID tests came back. Uh, some mm-hmm. player injury news updates. Will Jocelyn Odehead finally be back? We'll see right now. AJ will give us all the latest details in regards to that. But before we go any further in today's episode, I want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check Foot Cult out at footcult.com. They have some amazing gear, some amazing product. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go cop yourself one of these beautiful Equal Eye Podcasts. Uh, training kits they are amazing to wear around aj i've I've been wearing this the whole day at work um had a sweater on because they did they do not allow us to wear training tops to work but i got away with it um but yeah some really good stuff out there we got some great stuff coming out with them this year and they have some new merchandise dropping as well so if you guys want to make sure you guys go check footcalloutcom and use discount code eep at checkout to get 10% 10% off. Again, that is EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Foot Cult. All right, AJ, talk to me more about what's going on in and around the world of Coapa in regards to the ladies. I know COVID news is came, uh, COVID test came back. Any injury updates that we have in regards to next week? What, what's going mm-hmm. on? Um, so, yeah, like you mentioned, um, COVID 19 testing was done today at Coapa. All results were negative. 
which is good. Um, Jimena Rios, Vero Perez, and Johnson overhead, they're still out, but they're still like, getting themselves back into training. We see them entering at times. He, um, Jimena Rios did mention that she decided to get back on the pitch and train with the team, and hopefully that you know the process speeds up and she's able to get back on the pitch as soon as possible. Same thing with Vero Perez and Johnson overhead. We are seeing them train. But they're not really to get to go to be featured on the bench or start a game yet. So I'd say give it at least maybe two more weeks at least, and then they should be at least back on the bench or no starting. Then the big news was Renata Mascheri during training she did dislocate her shoulder, so that's going to keep her out for a couple of weeks. It's un it's an unknown timetable for how many weeks that's going to be or month if anything. And then the other news is you as um you seen in the game against FC Quest, um Fernanda Pina, the last player that was now was not registered, she is now registered with the team, meaning that every player that we have signed this season are now completely registered and ready to play throughout the um entire season. Who, by the way, has some amazing Nikes um as displayed in uh in in Danny Floats' Instagram story. But uh good to see that she's 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 uh registered, ready to go. Uh, might be the missing piece. Um, might be the missing piece for this America side. Um, unfortunate that the team just keeps losing players left, right, and center. Sometimes, you know, we thought that okay, I, we can bear with these injuries, and then Renata Mascherelli gets hurt, and then you're like, okay, well, at least we have, uh, uh, at least we have a um, uh, JD on the bench because she was on the bench for the first game against Atlas, correct? Um, yes, she was, but then. Now to mention that too, Leo did mention we're waiting for her to you know recover so she can get herself back to playing soon. And I'm like, wait, what? is she injured so or just there? Well, I'm gonna just assume it's just if the just let rest and then we'll implement some changes later on. So that's another thing. But it's unsure whether Grev truly meant if she injures just simply rest, just you know, just get her back to 100 percent I don't know. Look, this is an interesting thing. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I mean, the only bit of news that I want to share in regards to these ladies, um, as you guys know, the new uh, the new third kit uniform came out and they featured uh, in the photo shootout. Well, there's a peculiar uh, situation going on with a certain Hannah Gutierrez because her, just like uh, another player, uh, Richard Sanchez. We're, uh, we're taking these photo shoots of Nike products wearing Adidas shoes. Now, this is the most peculiar thing because you'd think that Nike would have seen this and would have completely tried to either Photoshop it out or something, right? But this is the interesting thing here, AJ. Richard and, um, Richard and Hannah uh, I think both are sponsored by Adidas. So therefore they have to wear Adidas merch. But I don't know how that goes to coincide with uh, with their team merchandise. I think it's just because it's shoes. They're allowed mm-hmm. to get away with it. But I don't know. It just throws the whole flow complete because Everything is perfect, symmetric, in sync. And you see this one thing, you're like, man, it's now completely thrown out of shape. Because I have to even Google those shoes that Hannah had. I was like, I want to see what they are. And it was called Adidas Super. So I'm like, ah, I was like, okay. And then I made this little silly edit where I just 
you know, cut that off and just put the, the bootleg Nike logo. I'm like, there you go. It's fixed now. You could use this. You're welcome. But, you yeah, know. I, thought, I just thought it was a peculiar thing because I was like, hmm, because you don't you don't see that a lot, AJ. You don't see that a lot. Um, I mean, obviously, you see a lot of footballers that maybe are represented by a different, uh, different brands still having to take photos with new kit releases. Like, for a perfect example, Manchester United, um, Matt Marcus Rashford. Obviously, a huge face for the club is sponsored by Nike. But when it comes time for him to do kind of the Adidas stuff, he will. But they're smart about how they take their pictures, AJ. They don't focus on his shoes. They focus on just kind of the torso up or maybe just like on the knees up. So I, I'm very curious as to why America Nike and Nike weren't able to maybe um, hide a little bit of a blunder. But uh, again... <laughs> that is neither near here or there, but just thought it was a little peculiar thing to talk about in regards to this week for our ladies. All right, AJ, I think that pretty much wraps up all the news in and around Coapa, correct? Yes, that is everything at Coapa. Okay, well then, um, let's see. We have a little bit of another comment here by Jerry saying, didn't Mario go to do something similar in his Bayern presentation? He was wearing a Nike t-shirt while Bayern were sponsored by Adidas. I think so. Um, we'd have to find the pictures of it. But yes, I, I do think Mario Gotze had something like that, which is a peculiar thing with art, uh, with um, um, with athletes and stuff like that. I remember when Oreo Peralta was in America, um, there was a time where they went down to the Lakers game. Um, and they... Uh, and and they told her, Peralta, hey, I just need you to throw on this quick sweater real, really quickly and just take a picture for our Instagram stuff. And he's like, no, I can't do it. I, I have to be wearing Pumas at all time whenever I'm not in at training or playing for the club. And so sometimes there's strict contracts like that, AJ. So, oh, no, I just found that picture of um, uh, Mario Gozza. And turns out he actually did get sued as well. That day, um, uh, they were fined actually by that. So, yeah, no, there was a picture. Just found it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Hopefully, hopefully Hannah uh, didn't end up getting a fine either. So hopefully she, uh, hopefully she, she escaped that one. But uh, all right, AJ, let's move on into the next one because this is an interesting game coming up for America against uh, Mazatlan, which is going to be on a Sunday. AJ, we don't get many Sunday games for America. This is going to be an interesting one. So America family going up against Mazatlan. This is going to be our uh, our first road game. Believe it or not. So the ladies are going to be traveling all the way to Sinaloa. Um, and they're going to be going up against a former teammate in uh, Janae. Uh, Janae Gutierrez. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. We'll talk a little bit more Janae about Gutierrez. her. And her Janae Gutierrez. Hold up. Hold the front door. Man, just because she left, you about to butcher her last name. Man, you said the wrong last name. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. Don't tell me that. Yeah. Janae, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. Janae Gonzalez. Excuse me. There you <sighs> go. It's been a long day, AJ. It's been a long day. I'm sorry, Janae, that I have completely butchered your last name. Uh, please do not hold that against me. Um, but where was I going with this? Yes, it will be interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about her and her impact and what maybe she can bring to the table against America. But let's talk about this team first, AJ. What could we potentially see on Sunday, which is going to be an early matchup for the, for us? It's going to be 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, 10 a.m. Central, and 11 a.m. Eastern time. What can we see? What can we expect from this Goyard side? More like, talk to me a little bit more about the potential lineup that you have going on. And uh, more, or more or less, 
how are we going to play against them? All right. So, on um, expected lineup, I'm going to have Natalia Cunha as a starting goalkeeper. Left backs going to be Hannah Gutierrez. Our two center backs are going to be consistent of Selena Valera and Janelle Farias. Right backs are going to be Monica Rodriguez. Then in midfield, we're having Montse Hernandez on the left. We'll have Jem Munoz and Eva Gonzalez in the center midfielder positions. Mara Peleo as our right mid. And then our two forwards are going to be Daniela Espinosa and Dani Flores. Okay, Danny Flo getting the start. I like that. I really would like to see that. Um, interesting, though, but you're taking Gas out of the starting 11. She's just been having a really bad string of games, but it's been two so far. But the thing is, it's like, it feels like something's not clicking worth us. I feel like maybe she needs some rest. She's been starting a lot of games. So I feel this is just a game where, you know, take the back seats a bit. It's fine. If at some point we need to sub her in, we go for it. But for now, I think it's just better for just to give her some rest. You know, relax. I feel it's only, we're only into the 30 in the season so far. If a rest is needed for a player where they're, they're out of sync, do it. It won't hurt the team that much. That's true. That's true. Let's see if that uh, that little bit of a rest yeah, maybe sparks a little bit more life into her football. But um, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Natalia Cunha. She's, uh, sh- she's had... Some decent showcasing. I don't think she had the best game against Juarez. She looked nervous at times, AJ, uh, making a couple of mistakes here and there that could have cost us a goal. Qu- uh, your thoughts on Natalia Cunha and uh, why you have her starting? I just have her starting just as well because Leonardo Cuerra just said that he's waiting for JD Gutierrez to just completely recover. So I feel like Natalia Cunha is going to get some game, some games until JD does come back, especially from the Renata Mascherelli situation where she's injured. My favorite as well, Acuna showed some problems. When she was at Queretro, she made some incredible saves and kept her team at times at a, at a um, scoreline where it wasn't a complete goleada. And there's times where she did keep um, games impact where the point where her, she's allowed to get her teams to win. So I see to like why he has just in this goalkeeper. It's what's the same time. They're the third choice goalkeeper. We had JD's, who was our first choice goalie. Masha was our second. And Acuna is our third. Now with um, Mascherelli's not out, we're looking at Acuna's like, okay, you're going to be the starting goalkeeper for who knows how many games, but you need to do your best. Anything you've done in training, now replicate that in game. Comments have did mention she did look nervous and fancy that she looked nervous, whether she was afraid to go make a save or really to go up front and clear the ball or anything. It starts getting jury. It's been a while since he's last played. Not mistaken, the last time she played, I think, it wasn't in that Mazatlan or the Necaxa game where we did sub our goalkeepers out. So for a time like that where she's only played for that time as well, and against Toluca, mm-hmm. it's like she's, she's got to get herself a cuss again. It's like, okay, it's been a while since I played. Let's do this. But I feel like Cuellar, he has confidence in Acuna. And we see something. And for people who are fans of Querétaro, they've seen the good things in Acuna. And they're hoping she can replicate the exact same with America Femini. But it's one game at a time. See what Acuna can um do for these ne- for these next streamer games that are going to be um up for her to play. It will be interesting to see. I think that she definitely has the quality and the caliber to be an American goalkeeper. Right, she's still very young, especially in goalkeeper years. So we'll see. I, I think this will be another good test of her. And I think as a goalkeeper, I I, I can speak to it saying that there are games where you're just a little bit nervous and uh, sometimes doubt plays creeps in your head and you're just thinking, okay, should I come out? Should I handle the ball like this? Should I catch it? Should I parry? Um, and the only way to really get rid of those nerves is to constantly keep playing, 
uh, to constantly keep putting yourself in those situations and just literally gain more confidence. Um, you know, and sometimes you have mistakes, you have to brush them off and you have to have a little bit of a strong mentality, which I think Natalia Acuna can have, and I think does have. So it'll be interesting to see if she does end up getting the start. Um, I, I don't know how much trouble Mazatlan might be. We'll see, uh, on Sunday, but I, I reckon that she will have one or two chances to showcase why, uh, America bought her. Let's talk a little bit more about the team in general as a whole, before we just dive deep into an hour of goalkeeping here, AJ. Um, I, I I like I like the formation that you put out, and hopefully Cuellar is listening to this and does the same thing. Although we know that if he does, he ends up doing the opposite of what we want him to do. But I, I, this has to be a game where I think you you have to start making strides towards being a better America than what you've shown in the past two games. Try to find some identity. Try to find a play style. Don't be so reluctant to just giving the ball out wide and crossing it in for hope for maybe one player to get their head on or a boot on it. And it just be a little bit more creative. Be a little bit more explosive. Try maybe making a couple of passes through the midfield. You know, split some of the defense open in, uh, with some through balls. Something. Give me something different. Something that looks better than kickball. United. So I I don't know, Angel. What do you think? I feel like he put it completely fine because it feels to the point. Even with if the floodgates do happen to Oya open early on, it's the thing about how we're doing about it. Because I feel like it's the same thing. People point out that America family does not have a play style, and when they're constantly pointing that out, it should become really aware to where I need to implement something here and now, not for another game, not next week. Not next month, but the time is now. We have many players who are capable of doing many different things on the field. And he's just trying to experiment that the ones who I think he can experiment in the early games, that's the time for you to do it now. Because by the time you're getting midway through the season, you should have that play style and stick with it. I think you do not need to change anything. So I think at this point, really, I feel it's what you is what you're going with. Experiment. See what we could try to know how we could break down this Mazatan defense. Because if we're constantly gonna be going for corners. Masa could just set themselves up like, okay, isolate this America Feminine play that's trying to go for the ball. You do that, they ain't going to jump into the air or they're not going to really do anything at all. They're just going to have to let that ball go right over the head and hope that someone else can get it. Try different things out. Ground, um, ground passes, through balls, lobs, anything that you could possibly do to just try to break that Masatan defense apart. Go for it because Masatan, in just two games this scene, they pulled an upset against Queretaro which is a team that everyone has going in for to head into the Ligue who knows they could be potential contenders for the title. They gave Chivas so a scare too by scoring an early goal as well. And that's one thing that they need to be careful with because the way their play style is, I feel they just use their physicality more than just like the mental game that they have. They will get rough with you if they need to. They will throw in a couple of elbows left and right. They'll do anything that they can in order to get themselves an opportunity at goal. So it's really, there's times you got to fire with fire. Use the physical that you have and take these players on. And I feel like that's just the way they need to go with this game. Experiment a bit. Don't go, cro- don't go with crossing balls immediately unless you're completely confident. I can cross this ball and get it to whoever's in there to get their boot or head onto the ball. It will not hurt. You want to do change square? You can do changes in play style and experiment with that and see how that can go. Once you find that play style in this game, stick with that. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that there has to be something, just something to kind of radicalize this team because we, we can't look the same as we did against Juarez and Atlas against Mazatlan because at that point you're just thinking, well, then against who? You know, when are when is this team going to finally show up? When is the coach going to finally implement something? And it's got to start here, AJ. So I'm with you on there. I'm on board with, with what you were saying and how the ladies have to play, how we have to manage this game. Um, the interesting thing here is going to see how Mazatlan goes and plays against us. Look, this is an away game. It's not to say that our uh, away form is always great, but I do fancy us in this match. Although Mazatlan, like you mentioned, is no pushover. They are a team that likes to get a little bit physical when need be. And it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Janae brings to the table. She obviously is play, playing against this team. She knows some of these team members very, very well. Um, I'm curious to see what she's capable of doing as well. I, I do think that she might get a chance or two against us. Um, we'll be interesting to see though whether she can come out on top or if it's the defense and Natalia Cunha getting one over her. So we'll be interesting to see. But I'm excited, AJ. I'm excited for this game. No, no doubt about it. Especially when it's a really early morning game, like at 11 a.m. on a Sunday. I'm like, hey, I gotta wake up early on a Sunday to watch this game. So it's gonna be pretty interesting. Actually, AJ, if you're waking up at 11 o'clock in the morning and you're calling that early, I have so many questions for you. That's early right. for me, man. I sometimes would sleep through it. When I wake up at a time like that, I'm like, wow, it's early for me. Okay. Get my day that started earlier. AJ, I, 8 o'clock in the morning for some of us are going to be like, damn, man, I got to really gotta wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning on my day off. But yes, because we love this team and we're going to follow them through the end. Uh, will be an interesting one, though. 8 o'clock in the morning. We don't really get that here. Well, so. for you, that is. So have fun with that. I mean, the mm-hmm. earliest we were talking about other times, I remember waking up early for the Women's World Cup, watching matches like that. So there's that, like around 6, 7 a.m. So, Yeah, I couldn't do that. Uh, it's just too much. Who, who am I joking? If America had to play at that time, I, I'd definitely be up. But it's, it's not good. It's, it's not good for the bags under my eyes. It's just terrible for the makeup department that gets mad at me because they have to work so hard. It's it's terrible. Um but it will be an interesting one. But if you guys want, make sure you guys follow us over on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast. AJ is going to have you guys covered with all things in regards to this lady game. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook as well at Eagle Eye Podcast. Uh, should be an interesting one, AJ. Because let's be honest, we're not going to watch the men's this weekend. So why not all of us just go and watch the ladies for this one? You know, it's, it's, it, it, it promises to be a pretty good game. If America can finally get that little Espinita off their back and actually start showcasing. Look, this is a team we ended up beating, um, I believe. How much was it? 8-0? Yep, we beat them 8-0. So hey, is there a promise for that? I mean, I would hope so. I would love to see if we can get another 8-0 thrashing, especially out of way. That'd be amazing. But if we can get some goals going and keep a clean sheet, I'm fine with that. Same here. Same here. Well, talking about scorelines now, talk to me a little bit more about your prediction. I'm going to go with this game, um, 3-0 victory for America Femini. If I, this is the time where we could definitely get some goals going and get some of our confidence back. I like it. I like it. Who do you think scores? Uh, who I got scoring? I'm gonna have Danny Flo scoring. Oh, I'm gonna go and have Danny Espinosa scoring goal, and I'm gonna have um Eva Gonzalez scoring a goal as well. She's gonna be scoring a golazo in this match. I can feel it. Danny Flo, I like that. Did you see the Chilena she scored in her IG? Yes, I saw that. And I'm like, could you please replicate that in the game, please? You do that, I'll buy your jersey. Off the bat, we'll cop the jersey. Danny Flo, you score the Chilena. We are definitely gonna cop. 
All right. Well, I'm gonna go with a uh, with a two one two two one victory. I I do think that we still have a lot to work on. But look, a two one victory wouldn't be bad, AJ, would it? No, nah, it wouldn't be too bad. Like I said, a win's a win. But as long as that two one victory was a well earned two one victory, where we did not struggle as much and show really um showcase really good um uh, attempts at goal, then I'm fine with the two one victory. Yeah. Same here. Same here. It should be an interesting one. Uh, anything else to note, AJ, in this game? Um, for TV, um, a link will be provided for this match because a reporter did say Juan Carlos Monroy said that this game would not be on TV in Mexico or in the state. So a link instead will be provided, which I'm pretty sure it's on Facebook, which is what I did last time to air a game. So most likely a link will be sent out so everyone can um, watch it. Okay, interesting. A link. And AJ, we will provide that link as soon as we have it, correct? Yep. I already have the link available as well. So we could share with everyone as soon as possible. All right. Well, on our game day graphic, we will make sure to uh, link the game to you guys so that way you guys have it available and ready to go. Um, pretty much that wraps up that preview, AJ. Uh, anything else? Um. I just really wanted to just mention for the Liga MX um, Feminine, uh, for Santa Laguna's um, Feminine um, manager, Martin Perez, he did sadly pass away this week, which was, um, if not saying, which was due to COVID, which was really sad because he was he was a manager that was, you know, he was an up-and-coming manager for this team. He what he did um, coach in Fuerza Basicas for Santos, for Santos um, Laguna for, for the um, sub-17 and sub-15 that when he got himself the job, with um Santa Laguna Feminine, they were showing some promise. He had a rough start in the in the COVID season and when the scene that was canceled due to COVID. But then in and last year as well, he was showing some promise to be a good manager for this team. So just rest in peace. Just sad to just see a person like at such a young age at only 57 to pass away due to complications like that. Yeah, and, and I think it just put, puts us back on earth and saying, look, that this is still going on. It's still a very serious situation. And look, all of us, I think at this point in the pandemic, know of someone who has unfortunately passed away. Um, and it just it, it's a reminder that we need to stay safe. And it's a reminder to the league as well that, look, you know, whilst this is a very good escape from the world and it's very good entertainment, it, it's great to have sports back. Um, th- there's still precautions that we should really implement and take care of. Uh, the, the you know these are people's lives that uh, ultimately they are risking for for us, and um, it, it, you just have to be uh, aware of it and and do your part to to be safe and and keep those around you safe. And hopefully, AJ, uh, this pandemic is sooner uh is soon over with. Please, I really do. It's 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 sad just to see people just going away left and right due to COVID-19 just with some people really not taking it safe, but things like that it's a sign for people to really take all necessary um such and precautions to stay safe during um a pandemic like this no yeah definitely so everyone please be safe out there wear your masks it's really really important but AJ I think that pretty much wraps up today's episode uh, we talked everything we talked about how bad America was against FC Juarez we talked about how look we are maybe on the hot seat and we're going to be hashtag uh, if America does not win against Mazatlan on Sunday after waking up 8 o'clock in the morning and wasting some of my beauty sleep on that. Um, and we previewed as to how America needs to go out there and win. And if the floodgates open, continue to keep scoring. Um, 
yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today's episode. I just want to give a shout out to Jerry Sanchez for the great comments and insights that he had. Um, I also want to give a huge shout out to a, uh, a Maria who is the biggest Hana fan and also one of the biggest America feminine fan out there as well. So shout out to you, Maria and uh, to every single one of you guys out there watching. Thank you so much to every single one of you guys um, out there, uh, you know, listening to us, whether it's on Spotify, Apple podcast, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you may listen to us. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And we do it for you guys to bring you guys, hopefully the best America feminine content in English out there. And with that said, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ingoi Podcast. We'll have you guys covered with everything. And uh, yeah, everyone be safe, take care, wear a mask, and uh, we'll see you guys again next week on Thursday to talk all things America Feminine. Until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.